0: welcome back to another episode of dear black girl i'm your host unique and you can follow me on instagram at uni smiles that's u n e e smiles you can also follow the show on instagram at dear black girl pod if you are new to the show dear black girl the purpose of the show is to present real honest vulnerable and inspiring stories of black women from all walks of life in the creative space During these interviews, I ask guests to share their stories by putting together a five-song playlist that represents different phases and moments within their lives. And the guests talk about those songs' meanings and that phase of their life. If you like the show, be sure to hit the subscribe button and rate us. Also, you can follow our playlist on Apple Music and Spotify. It's called Letters to Black Girl, and the link is in our Instagram bio. So don't forget to follow us at Pod. Today's guest is the winner of BT and Ti's latest series, Grand Hustle. So, Dear Black Girl, meet Crystal Gardner.
1: Hi, everyone. <laughs> How are you today? I'm great. I'm happy to be here with you. I'm happy and excited to be a part of a positive podcast that sheds light on beautiful black women. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome.
0: Uh, I think the first time I came across you, Jaynees had posted you on. Her IG because you guys were at a watch party in DC. And I was like, oh, I'm going to reach out to her when I start season three. But your PR person reached out to me before I reached out to you. I was like, oh, look at the universe. Come on,
1: speak it into <laughs> the atmosphere, put it out there, and it happens. Words are powerful. Janice, yes, that is my line sister. So, yay, that's dope.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, how did you get into all this? Like acting, hosting, and all that?
1: Man, um, I. I honestly believe it just was something that was within me. I mean, I went to college and I got my degree in international business management. So, you know, I got the little corporate entry-level position right after, and I hated it. I hated (laughs) sitting at the desk. I really did. But on campus, in college, I did so much. Like, basketball team, RA, um, my sorority, Alpha Kappa Alpha. And I was always involved, throwing events, hosting, everything. So, I just said, hey, that's when I was happy. Mm -hmm. So, let me figure out how to make that work for me in my adult years and somehow survive doing it because New York (laughs) is reality street.
0: Oh, and it's super hard because
1: everyone's doing it. Girl, and it's so many talented people. I
0: know. I was having this conversation with... um, one of my friends at BT, and she said the sucky thing about it is that there's so many talented people, but they don't get a shot because of, like, their Instagram following. Yes. And there's so many people that have crazy
1: Instagram followings that are so shitty, but they get the shot. Exactly. No, you're, you're preaching right now to the <laughs> choir. Like, like I said, you speak things into the atmosphere. You have to be patient. I was that person who... Try it out for so many things. Um, I remember hashtag 106 the search, you know? I remember
0: that. Yes. It was like crazy. <laughs> everybody in my tryout.
1: And I think, like, the people they picked. I don't even remember them trying out. Exactly. That's the real tea. Let me stop. But no no no, I love BT. You know, my opportunity to work with them was was destined to be a, at a specific time. So I didn't get 106 to search, but I actually went in and had a camera test. Um I knew a few people in our office and was like, yo, you killed it, but dang, you have you don't have any Instagram followers. So I was like, What? 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 Are you but Instagram serious? wasn't even that popping during that time. It obviously made a difference because there were people that already had a K in their following. And at that time, Instagram just had started. Yeah. It was like, dang, how do you have a K already? How are you getting all these people? You That's know? back
0: when people were like buying. <laughs>
1: Instagram oh, followers. yes. I know, because I best believe now it's really in these streets. I have a certain amount of followers. I just hit 12K, which is still not a lot. But <laughs> there's people that had more followers than me during to Search. And when they did that whole purge.
0: Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> I remember that purge. Yes. And I'm just saying, like, wait, but I didn't buy followers. How did I get purged? But then, like, the bots would, like, start randomly yes. following you.
1: Yes. Instagram and Twitter did a whole purge, purge. And I ended up having more following than most people that were beating me in to Search. And I was like, this is unfair. <laughs> But that purge was like the
0: best thing they had. They have to do another purge For because real, that because first
1: purge was crazy. There's people that are doing it again. There are people that are buying followers. It's not that serious, bro. <laughs>
0: but like I've come to
1: realize that um... to corporate America it is, but they don't
0: understand. They think that influence is based on numbers and not not. on real life. Because there's people that have these numbers, but it doesn't translate in reality.
1: I try to tell um, people when they reach out to me for events, and they're like, oh my gosh, I need you to post. First of all, I can't post the same thing a thousand times on my page. People unfollow me when I do that. So I can't be a (laughs) spammy promoter for an event. And then two... People like certain pictures on my page. They're not here for me posting to come out to an event. Just be, You don't think 12,000 people are going to show up to your event. It's, <laughs> it's really not going to happen. At all. But on the hindsight, like when I do panels and stuff like that, I have a loyal following. And I follow a lot of people. I follow like 2,000 people, but I legit know 90% of the people I follow on Instagram. Mm-hmm. So if they come out, it's because... They genuinely know me and I know them or we cross paths and they're like, oh, I would love to come and go to something different educational. But a party. Sorry, guys. I mean, hey, I'll still show up. You pay me, give a bottle. <laughs> I'll post on my social, but don't expect that twelve thousand people to show up. It's not gonna happen.
0: <laughs> so how did you get the opportunity to be a part of Grand Hustle? Oh uh,
1: yes, a uh, blessing. Um I get so many auditions to my email. I wake up and I check like I pray and I check my emails and it's like all these casting sites that I'm subscribed to. So when it popped up, I was actually in Atlanta trying out the market out there, seeing if I wanted to move out there mm-hmm. and I seen I was like, wait, they're looking for hustlers. I was like, well, aside from me being in entertainment, I'm out here doing um, marketing. I worked with a lot of alcohol brands, like my professional background. I had even um, a job again. (laughs) it's a real job with benefits but it was flexible so i could still go to my auditions so i'm like all right my side hustle with events and all this thing all these other things i do combined with me and my awareness with the entertainment industry this is a dope opportunity let me apply it was a long process to apply the application was like i don't know like six pages of questions and not even just a yes and no it's like What is your hustle? Why is it your hustle? Who do you hustle for? Like, it was just intense paragraphs that you had to write. So I'm grateful that I got through that because that was a (laughs) lot.
0: (laughs) So what's the difference between filming for a reality show and for, like, an actual
1: series that's not reality but more scripted? Oh, huge difference. Um, your privacy is gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had a 24-hour surveillance. So I know some shows, they do 12 hours of taping and then 12 hours of whatever. We had 24 hours, so therefore we were sequestered. We didn't have our phones. Wow. Yeah. So very difficult because when you're <laughs> on set for an actual film, you can do your behind the scenes. You can network with people. I couldn't even talk to my production assistants. They would get in trouble for talking to me. I used to always bother them, too. It's- <laughs> And they would, like, be trying to hide from the cameras and I'm like, hey, what you doing today? How you doing? How's it been? And they'd be like, I can't talk to you, guys. I'm like, yes, you can. And then all of a sudden, they'll get beep, beep. And they'd be like, oh, man, I got to go back downstairs underneath. So it's very different. It's, mm-hmm. it's fun, though. I kind of miss it. I, I wouldn't do it again.
0: Okay. So let's get into your songs. We're going to start off with song number five.
1: Okay. Number five, um, I'm going to go with I Know You can by Nas. Do
0: you remember that? I remember that song. That <laughs> song is what made me want to take piano, which I was trash at. Oh,
1: my gosh. <laughs> Music theory.
0: <laughs> so, terrible. I could even play... What was it? it was either Mary Had Little Lamb or Jingle Bells. I was struggling. And I was really? like, this ain't, this ain't for me. Nah. <laughs> this is not for me.
1: <laughs> but so I what, love that song.
0: What about that song?
1: Um, it's super powerful. I remember hearing it when I was young and growing up in a hood and just my environment. You don't believe you can do things you see on TV or that you hear on the radio. So hearing those lyrics like I could be what I want to be, it was so simple, but... It spoke to me. I mean, it was the positive light in such a negative environment. So outside of that song, who was
0: one of the first people you saw on like TV that made you feel like, I can
1: actually do this too? Hmm. That's interesting because I'm, I'm trying to think if it's acting-wise or hosting-wise. If you were to go hosting-wise, of course Free. You know, once I see Free came out there, hair all out, just unapologetically black, I was like yeah <laughs> i can do that acting wise oh man there's so many but i the first so not because love and basketball is my favorite movie mm-hmm. so just seeing her even though she's not a real basketball player <laughs> and i am but just seeing her be you know a female basketball player on the on the in the movie and still being kind of pretty because you know Female basketball players back in the day, nobody ever thought I played basketball. They're like, oh, you're too cute. And I'm like, what does that mean? Like, (laughs) what? I still get on the court and give buckets. So seeing that movie definitely gave me that motivation. Like, hey, I could be cute. I could play basketball. And I could actually act. So why not? So do you think that there's
0: more black actors and actresses today versus... Back in
1: the 90s, are there way more opportunities now versus back in the day? Like, what do you think? Um, Definitely way more opportunities. I think it was the same amount of talent. It was the same talent pool, same amount of talented people that deserved a role, but there weren't that many roles. Mm -hmm. So... um, Now we're blessed with streaming services, so we're able to create our own opportunities. Like being on the AV, the AV series, it started as an idea pilot that went into being a show on YouTube to therefore getting picked up to be on cable with Verizon. And from there, now we're on Amazon. It went from an idea, someone's idea, you know, Bobby Ashley, who was in college and he was writing something for school, to now. It's streaming on Amazon, with, and it's right next to the wire. Like, when you go type in the app, the wire is next to it. I'm like, that's the wire, bro. <laughs> you know? So it's just way more opportunities, but we are also creating those opportunities, which is cool.
0: When Okay, when I first saw the app, it just made me think of Jamaica app. Is that what it's based no, on? No, no, no. I had to ask. Like, okay, because I was like, the app. That's so what we used no, to call no, it, no, no, Jamaica no, it's app Brooklyn. back in college. Okay. It's Brooklyn. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. It's about scamming, you know, the... the oh, Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> like the car scamming epidemic that's happening yeah, in Brooklyn.
1: Yeah, yeah. Okay. So,
0: so why is it called The Ave?
1: Um, I think because, you know, uh, The Block, you know? Like, mm-hmm. how people say, oh, we chill on The Block. No, it's like The Ave. So.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. So <laughs> tell us about your character on that.
1: Oh, man, I love her. I'm Sachet, <laughs> I'm Ratchet. But I'm also Woke so cool i get to be super crazy I, what i love about acting is i could be so many different people you can't judge me you can't judge me You can't say this girl is crazy like no i'm an actor i'm a thespian this is what i do
0: but there's sometimes even though people are playing a role they're that person in real life to fans like i'm not talking to her She's crazy she plays so-and-so well
1: you have some people that are actually their character all the time like mm-hmm. look at um she ready you so know she's <laughs> yeah, really Symphony
0: is really she Tiffany all the time. Tiffany
1: is Tiffany yes. in every role she plays. And the same with Kevin Hart. So some people are that. And then you have some people that, you know, we just adapt a different person. Mm-hmm. So don't think because I'm sashay on the show and I'm that crazy ratchet that. I'm well, not crazy ratchet in well, real life. Hey, I might have those moments. <laughs> <laughs> I can't lie. I, I, I might have those moments.
0: <laughs> so do you feel like there's um, equal representation of who black women are on TV now?
1: No, definitely not. Definitely mm-hmm. not. Um, we, we definitely need different roles um, on shows that make sense. And then the shows that do show us in a certain light, unfortunately, get discontinued. And it's kind of annoying. But we as a people have to learn to support shows. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, people are like, Crystal, everywhere you go, you tell people you're on the show. I said, you're right. Because I'm currently on a show that's airing right now and views are important. So watch it. Why? I'm supposed to be all... No, I'm not going to tell anybody. No, I worked my butt off these past eight years, grinding, going on auditions, ramen noodle diets, going to events just to eat. You know, like, the struggle was real. So, yes, I'm on an actual network show that is streaming right now. Watch it. Yes, Thursdays, 10 p.m. I will tell you all the time.
0: So, what is an audition like? Because all I can think of is you come in, you probably have a monologue, and you give them their photo. You do your ma- monologue, and they be like, "All right, bye. We'll call you if we call you."
1: Girl, I wish it was that simple. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's different. It's so different than what people think it is. It, it's 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 nerve wracking. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: I can imagine. Yeah,
1: I mean, I'm I'm getting to the point where I'm comfortable in auditions, but it's it's hard. You sometimes don't get your lines before. So you'll walk in, it'll be a cold read and they'll give you the lines and you go in and you have to like read them with someone. And the person that's the reader might be super bland and give you nothing and or not even sometimes they're not a good reader. Sometimes they read the wrong lines (laughs) and it's just messing up your mojo and your zone. Um, Sometimes people are super brash. And then sometimes people are super kind like you just never know what you're gonna get when you get in a room and on a modeling tip when you go in a room oh man i don't miss model auditions i don't miss trying out for fashion week stuff because it's always like oh your butt's too big or your breasts are too big or oh. your waist isn't small. And like it's just so Knit-picky. much nitpicking and if you don't have the mental capacity to handle it i can see why so many people in entertainment are depressed yeah sure. super depressed yeah a lot of like need mental health therapy all that yeah it sucks i mean uh he everybody wants to do it and i try to tell people you have to make sure you have that strong foundation that strong mental because if you don't I promise you this industry will eat you and hence why people go to different mechanisms to to ease their pain. They're doing different type of drugs and binging on different, you know, it's too much and it bothers me and I wish there was a way to fix it. But unfortunately, the only way to fix it is you got to fix yourself. Mm -hmm. You got to fix yourself first. Song number four. Okay, so first we had um, I Know You Can by Nas, so now we're on number four. Let's go with I Was Here by Beyoncé.
0: I used to love that song. Really? Yes, actually, four. Four is one of my favorite Beyoncé albums. Okay, because, all right, so I love (laughs) Beyoncé. I'm a Beyoncé girl. but... Bdk all day. <laughs> I don't think I became a stand until she dropped four. Really? Yeah, because like I, I loved, I loved how I'm Sasha fears. I love yeah. B day, but it was just like a shell. Like yeah. I got nothing from it. But then four dropped, and I was like, Oh girl, yeah, love. I feel yes. this. I feel this. I understand <laughs> you. I don't need no anthem. I need Hello. this <laughs> for real though. It's the truth. And ever since then, I've been standing for B. Then like Beyonce came out, and then <laughs> Lemonade just.
1: Yeah. Yeah, lemonade was another one. That, mm-hmm. uh, visually amazing. Oh, yeah. Beyonce all day. BDK. Proud member. I uh, Yeah. Creonce is what, what I was called <laughs> while I was pledging my sorority. So, <laughs> big Beyonce fan. I was here. Um, it speaks volumes to focusing on your purpose and what you're going to leave behind, your legacy, and what's your destiny. So I, I really love listening to that song just to motivate me and push me that at the end of the day, I'm, all, I'm doing this all for my purpose. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. It's going to also motivate some other young girls to go out there their dreams. So it's not null and void. My purpose here is not null and void. I'm I'm meant to be here for a reason. Yeah. So what do you want your legacy to be? Sheesh, that one, right? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That question, I feel like that answer changes all the time because it's about what time period I am. But right now where I'm at, I want my legacy to be. Garner Enterprises, LLC, you know, um, the other day I was asked if I were to combine some celebrities, who would it be? And it's like, I'm a happy balance of Diddy, Jay-Z and Cardi B. You know, I want that that empire that my great, great grandchildren are going to be like, wow, that was my grandma. You know, (laughs) Um, I want my family to be at a point where they're like. I'm proud of everything she did. You know, she took the negative of where we were from and turned it into a positive. I want that legacy to be what I gave back to Staten Island and where I grew up and my neighborhood and, you know, violence officially ending. Like, I'm, I'm from the worst neighborhood in Staten Island. And just that that opportunity to be more than where we're from, build different community centers that actually mean something that teach things about financial literacy and how Mm -hmm. important credit is and and building it and building it correctly and resume writing and dressing correctly and you know just things that we're not taught in school i want to create different centers and put them in areas where we don't have somewhere to go like my neighborhood there's no there's no ymca and if we do have things like that? You got to pay for a membership, bruh. Don't you know? Knows, like, don't you know everybody's <laughs> already struggling over here? People are on, you know, food stamps. People are on uh, welfare. People are just going through different things. You think they can afford to send their kids to a boys and girls club? No, we need free resources that aren't just a place where people hang out where it makes sense and they learn something. So yeah, I want to have that type of legacy, something that's monumental and changes all these these hoods because we got to get out of that that slave that slave quarter's mentality, yo. Like the hood doesn't have to be that. Yes, we appreciate the culture that comes out of in the music and the clothing, but we also have to give back to that community and make sure we're not continuing to kill each other.
0: How do you get people to realize The world's bigger than these four blocks.
1: Me, I know I made a decision after middle school. I was like, I don't want to see the same mofos I done seen in elementary school. I love y'all. P.O.P. Hold it down. But I'm out. I got on that ferry and went to high school in Manhattan. Mm -hmm. So it's a decision. Um... How can we motivate people? It's hard. There's so many opportunities. Now, we got Groupon, bro. You can travel for super cheap. It's just not happening. Maybe, maybe this is something that I was supposed to hear from you, and maybe I can start organizing trips with young adults to go abroad, you know? Like, not even young adults, even... Um, High schoolers or uh, middle schoolers just go abroad. Like maybe we have to go back to our community and show them places outside of just those those four block radius. Um, I know f- um, another thing, and I'm thankful for my mom, Camille. I love you for this one. She got me a Fresh Air Fund. Fresh Air Fund was a free program, but my mom, my Grandma went, to, no, my mom went to Fresh Air Fun. Yeah, my grandmother went to Fresh Air Fun. So it trickled down to me. And I had a family in Canada every summer that I would go to. So that was my first experience of going outside. Mm-hmm. Maybe that was is what motivated me to say there's different people i i need to go somewhere else outside of these things so we have to figure it out maybe we could talk to our council members or to the school systems and focus on some more abroad opportunities but at a younger age not just in college you know maybe high school
0: Cause I find it funny, like when I first moved here and I met people that never left New York city in their entire life, I was like, how the hell did you never leave New York? It was like, well, this is a city everyone wants to come to. I was like, but the world's bigger than New York. How have you never, ever (sighs) left? And there's people that are like 28, 29, just leaving New York for the first time. I was like, how?
1: Yeah. How is that possible? It's it's the neighborhoods, bro. I, I'm a firm believer is it starts without back without families. We we have to really decide as a family to figure it out. I mean, I, I if you look at black love right now, oh, love is that show is awesome. But if you look at black love right now, it's doing very well. A lot of marriages, a lot of people are happy. Um, I think we might be able to transition and change things in the future. But it starts with that. And I don't want to sound like a mean person and say, no, I only date black people. But, the, <laughs> you know, you know, people believe that's important. But, I mean, I, I dated this guy at one time. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I, he he's super famous now. And I was just like... Why are you dating me? Like you, gave, you know, I had one of those girl moments where you're like, yeah. "But why are you dating me? Why did you choose me?" And he was like, "Well, I love models, and you're a model." He said, but you're also smart and an entrepreneur. I think that's dope. He's like, and you're black. Like you're your black, black. Like, no additions. You're not mixed with anything. Maybe a little colonizer, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> but you're black. And he believes, and he also wants to be president of the United States one day, so I'm not gonna say his name. But he definitely <laughs> believes he was like, the way to rebuild the black community is to rebuild the black family. And I was like, I agree with you. That is very so he's like, my wife will be. A black woman. Oh, and I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of dope. I hear what you're saying, brother. I mean, I have friends that date interracially, and I love their relationship. I have nothing against it. But I do understand that dynamic. But even if you date interracially, you still have to make sure that your, your kids children understand. understand that they are black. Yeah. <laughs> so you got to rebuild the black family and try different things. Mm-hmm. Do something different. Don't do the same. I already always go to the movies, you know? <sighs> it just go to Central Park I hate
0: <laughs> oh my god I hate
1: like I love movies but it's like family day shouldn't be to the movies and Applebee's bro like get out of that go outside but I
0: remember like I was dating someone and all we did was go to the movies yeah. and I was just like there's so much more we live in New York City hello why are we going to the movies all the you time you can walk anywhere you can go to the whole damn museum for free <laughs> I love at museums. <laughs> why are we all like? I love movies, but why are we always at the movies? Yeah,
1: do something <laughs> different. That's important. And different historical sized museums. That's that's dope. I love doing stuff like that. I currently do that. I went um, on a date and we went to um, the, like, the uh, National Harbor area mm-hmm. and we were walking and reading all the little stands talking about the history right there from Maryland and DMV area, Maryland, Virginia, D.C. And I thought that was cool. I'm like, oh, I'm learning stuff. You know, I mean, I'm pretty sure I heard about this in elementary school, but I don't remember. So- oh, my God. Have you ever made that walk? From
0: the harbor to Virginia or that run? Yeah. I did the walk and walked along and read right Yeah. Girl. i have you out there. She was like, let's go. Let's go walk or jog the harbor. And I was like, okay, this shouldn't be bad. No, girl. So we parked up by the um, outlets. And yep. Yep. I did the same thing. Five hours later. <laughs>
1: 90 degrees outside. Yo, this was like me like three weeks ago. Did you go across the bridge too? Yes. We oh, went see, no, I stopped the at way. the bridge. no, no, no. I was no, like, no. all right.
0: <laughs> let's stretch a little bit and let's walk back. We went across the bridge. Got across the bridge.
1: I'm thinking No. <laughs> no. I live right across that bridge now. Like when you walk across the bridge, I'm, I live right over there now. <laughs> I was like, Oh my god! I know yeah. what I'm saying like, Yo, we legit gotta walk back. Yeah, you do. <laughs> Y'all, I thought the same thing. And when we got to the bridge, I was like, Okay.
0: Right. Like I, I contemplated calling an Uber. Like you just want to Uber back. Yes, yeah, but then a- I think we could not even Uber back because my mom left her car keys at the house because she had like uh, one of those push start. No. <laughs> so like we had to kill time until my brother came to drop the keys off. I'm just like, Oh my god. Yeah. No. Absolutely not.
1: It's freaking five hours of life but i loved <laughs> it though it's really if you've never done it it's beautiful do it it's beautiful get really comfortable sneakers because mines were cute i tried to be cute and i had on these high waist shorts that was like giving me a wedgie the whole time i'm pretty sure i acquired some no- new corns and bunions it was just a little... <laughs> but i enjoyed it
0: but the, and don't go when it's like 90 degrees outside because i made gee, that same mistake you might die
1: <laughs> you might feel like death. definitely had rita's and uh <laughs> i had hogging eyes and readers i did two ice cream stops on the way back i was like i gotta get something else <laughs> song number three number three since we're still talking about uh purpose i'm gonna go with uh drake legend uh yo, one time i i heard this guy speak dr miles monroe monumental guy he passed away a few years ago and He talked about defining the dash in between the years in your tombstone. And I was like, wow, that's very interesting. But that dash does symbolize your whole life. And then he challenged us to write our obituaries. Oh, God, girl. Yeah, I know. (laughs) I'm writing about that in my book that I'm writing. I was like, sounds scary, but it actually works. Um, It sucks. But unfortunately, one day everybody passes away. Yeah. So when I listen to Drake, if I die, you know, you want to make sure you're a legend. Um, I think words are powerful. So When I listen to that song, it reminds me about my obituary and what my purpose is and how I want to leave this world. So, yeah, it just motivates me that I got to get to the work in. You know, I don't want to leave anything behind. I need to make sure I get all of this creative out of me, everything that I'm supposed to share with the world. So that song definitely reminds me of those moments.
0: That's my because I was having this conversation with um, my friend last night and he was like, you come in this world alone, you die alone. It doesn't matter who you fall in love with because you're going to die. I was like, well, there's like this whole middle part. You're not alone during that part.
1: That part's important.
0: That's, <laughs> That's your the life. most important part.
1: <laughs> so. And what's your life going to be about? You have to make those decisions. When you make those decisions, then you live your life the way you're supposed to. And you achieve your goals. Mm-hmm. You actually achieve your goals. You're like, okay, I have a deadline. Oh, my God an actual dead line, you know? <laughs> I never thought about it like that, that's creepy, <laughs> that's so creepy, and you just don't know when it is, you just don't know when it is, so just get it out, get it out, share it with the world, do you want to, do you want your legacy to be, oh, I was you, you want your obituary to say, oh, you know, Crystal was such a cool person, she went to work every day at a job she hated, but she was very happy that she had a job, she was super responsible because she had the job. Yeah, you know, <laughs> she paid all her bills on time. Or do you want it to say... Listen, Crystal, you know, changed my life. She went after her dreams. She accomplished her goals. She made sure she pulled other people up with her. She made a voice for young black women in the corporate world that you can get it done. She let hustlers know that, hey, yeah, you may have to do some crazy things to get to where you got to go. <laughs> but you can always flip it around like how, you know, a uh, uh, ghost did in power. You know, like, do you want your victory <laughs> you to say something dope like that? Then, yeah, then you got to get up off your feet and get it done song number two number two okay so we did i was here we did legend we did you know i can okay <laughs> we're gonna go with superwoman by alicia keys mm-hmm. yes because one i am a superwoman and before i used to be that person i wouldn't say these things out loud i don't want people to think i was cocky but in order to be successful as a black woman. You have to let people know your worth. So yes, I am a superwoman. I defy the odds. I don't let a door closing deter me from my goal i'm gonna go around if i gotta peel off the pain of the door to get through it i'm gonna do it Or if i gotta open a different door to bypass that door i'm gonna do it i'm gonna use all my negativities as stepping stones and climb over the walls like i'm gonna get it done so yes i'm a superwoman alicia keys every time i hear that song baby girl i love it it so motivates
0: me <laughs> what's the thing that made you realize you have to be more outspoken about who you are and stop like trying stop being timid and hiding like your power
1: believe it or not i'll say right now it actually is the grand hustle mm-hmm. i have a mentor of mine that used to yell at me <laughs> <laughs> sonia i love you uh she used to say anytime i got something and i would post like oh you know just did this da 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 but I would just be like, whatever. And she would be like, oh, I saw that you just did this. And I'm like, yeah, it was cute. It's like, you know, it's nothing big. She's like, stop belittling what you do. Did you go on an audition to book it? Yes. Did it air? Did it go wherever it was supposed to go? Yeah. Did people see? Yeah. Stop belittling everything you do. And I used to do that a lot. I used to not want people to feel awkward around me. Like, oh my gosh, Crystal, she does everything. Like, I didn't, I've always been that person. It's like, oh yeah, cool. Yeah, you know, still grinding, still hustling. <laughs> and she used to be like, no. And I'm like, you're right. I paid, I started paying attention to people that weren't doing as much, but super, I hate the word boastful, but super boastful about it and getting further. So I'm like, okay, I'm obviously doing something wrong. I've, I've done a whole lot. My resume's intense. Like, I told you, had 97, I did some British... I had to act like I had a British accent. Um, <laughs> like, <laughs> yes. And it was Air Dash Summer Jam, and I had to act like I was, like, you know, in my flat watching Summer Jam, streaming it live or whatever. And I I used to be like, oh, that's little. And people hit me. up like, oh, my gosh, I just seen you on the Summer Jam screen. Wait, you have an accent, though. Don't you live in New York? You? <laughs> and I was just playing. I was like, oh, no, you know, cool. Like, I'm gonna play like that. So... Playing small does not serve the world. Um, Our greatest fear is not that we are inadequate, but that we are powerful beyond measure. I think I was kind of scared of my power. Um, So getting on this show and what's transpired thus far, because that's all I can really talk about. um, It gave me that boost like, Crystal, you can't play small. Mm -hmm. If you want to be seen, if you want T.I. to see what you can do, you can't play small. You got to play big. You got to be vocal. You got to be unapologetic. You have the experience to do this. So show it. So this show definitely, it's not the co- like the confidence wasn't there, but this show was my opportunity to really show that I have that confidence.
0: Oh, I feel like I need to hear that because I did that as well. You do? Girl, no, <laughs> no. We, we got to stop. That. We got to stop. Like, you did this and I was like, eh, it's whatever. Like, yeah, <laughs> we, we got to stop. It's, not, it's like, it's not that crazy. Like, and I know some people, it's not that big of a deal. It's just, it's small. It's like, no, like it's, you did this, this, yep. that. Like, but I, I don't see it as a big deal. I was like, it just
1: happened. Yeah. And I'm like, you boom. know, and, and this is what I do. I'm in entertainment. I'm supposed to be that. I mean, this is technically my job. Well, this is my job, this you
0: know? Is, I mean, this is what's kind of supposed to happen. Yeah. Like, why am
1: I? But we're in entertainment, so we need to show, and honestly, us showing it can motivate somebody. It can motivate somebody that's like 50 years old, sitting on a couch saying, hey, I want to be an on-air personality. Who says you can't? But us saying that we had that moment and we enjoyed it and we loved it and we just tried it might be that thing that person needs. So we can't hide it. Uh-oh. We can't hide it But anymore. it's hard to get out of that. Song number one. <laughs> number one is going to be Never Give Up by Yolanda Adams. I definitely have a strong faith and my foundation in God is so powerful in order for you to have a... a unshakable house you have to have a strong foundation so this song is something i've listened to since i was a little girl started going to church on my own that was my first look of positive people (laughs) (laughs) Go to a baptist church right down the block lady stopped me as i was walking over from school she's like you should come and i was like "Uh, i don't know and i started going it was literally walking distance from my house so that foundation is has pushed me is the only reason i'm here and able to get through all the struggles so i'm grateful for it so never give up you have dreams they may be one thing you may go after it and it might change you might experience something else you like more and that's okay Mm -hmm. but just don't give up when you give up you're selling yourself short so that song Definitely got me through those moments where I've wanted to quit. And I've had a lot of those moments where I'm like, I have a degree. (laughs) What am I doing? Why am I starving artist? Why don't I have health insurance? (laughs) Like, (laughs) what is going on, Crystal Garner? You're the first one to graduate high school, go to college, in your family. You're supposed to be the big CEO of some Fortune 500 company. That's what my mind was on. But that wasn't my purpose. So had to teach myself how to be comfortable being uncomfortable so that i can achieve the goals and be more than whatever i envisioned someone said to me on um, the other day they were like what number do you feel you need to get to financially to feel like you've made it and i was like T- there isn't a number it's beyond that but i was like if i had to choose a number the highest number i learned in school was duo decillion <laughs> and so they definitely said how many zeros is that i was like i don't know i looked it up after though it is 39 zeros so yes when i have 40 figures in my bank account is what i'll give up all right
0: <laughs> when do you realize that you have those moments where you're like
1: you feel like quitting i could just feel it I can feel it when it's coming now. I'm able to identify it. And it's God testing me to see if I'm going to continue to go back into the same circles if I've actually learned my lesson. Mm -hmm. And now I'm at that point where I can recognize it coming. It will be the same problems I had before. And I'm like, oh, I've been through this already. What's what's the point of crying about this? You know, why am I going to let this get me down? You know, the other day I auditioned for a commercial and... I thought I was going to get it. It went very well. I'm at a point where I'm like, hey, you know, I'm, I lived in a house with 100 cameras. Like, I, it's nothing to me now. Like, this is simple. I'm giving you my personality. I got this. I got experience, actually, in this commercial. I used to work for the company that y'all, so it's just like, you know, I'm like, oh, I got this one. I'm good. Didn't book it. And all parts of me was like, ah, oh, I can't believe I didn't book it. Dang, that was a nice check. Like, my brain was going back into these same moments. And then I was like. I'm bigger than this commercial. Stop playing myself small. And Crystal, you've gone on a thousand auditions before and you've not booked. So why are you letting yourself get down? Just throw it away. I've learned to just throw away the scripts. I throw, I tear them up. Throw them away. I delete the emails. I'm like, they got my email. If they want to reach out to me, they can. But anything with casting info for that, I delete it all and get it out of my system so that I don't, I don't wobble over it. I don't allow that to get me to a level that I shouldn't be at because... I'm a superwoman, and at the end of the day, after my legend comes out, I was here, you know? (laughs) And I want the world to know that I never gave up, and I know I (laughs) can't. Oh, you see, I did all my songs. I'm so proud of myself. (laughs) I'll say to myself, like, Crystal, you can do this in your brain. (laughs) I'm going to have to make that like a catchphrase on a t-shirt or something. I'm going to say, thank you to Dare black (laughs) okay so i
0: have another question yep. um when people want to be personalities people can have like adult personality but it's hard for them to portray it to people sometimes mm-hmm. do you ever have that like yeah. and how did you overcome that
1: experience you had to keep doing it as a personality you can't be the same way with every crowd every crowd is different i've done um pageants where I've had to be the and up next we have <laughs> you know but still have fun with it and then I had times where I'm hyping up I used to host them um, with Jameera at SOBs and we used to do this um showcase and I had to hype up different artists and people didn't even know who the artist was but i had to get them (laughs) excited for the people that were coming on the stage um and then i've done step shows where i've had to call out different greek orgs and or different college campuses so you know you just have to adapt to your crowd but the only way you can be that type of personality is by experience trial and error trial and error if you really want to do it you can't be scared you can't show you're scared. If you show you're scared, the crowd will eat you alive. Mm-hmm. There, there's somebody, And honestly, there's always somebody in the crowd that thinks they're better than you. They're <laughs> like, oh, they should have booked me. Happens all the time. Somebody actually talked junk before. <laughs> My niece was sitting behind them. It was like <laughs> so My niece was sitting behind them. She tried to fight them. Jalen, Lord Jesus, but my niece. And she's 19 now. But at that time, she had to be like 15. And I'm bringing her. I'm like, I want you to see the college experience. So I'm hosting. And somebody's like, oh, she's so annoying. Her voice is annoying. Oh, I, I could do it better than her. And what is she wearing? I had on like sweatpants and heels. That was my style. So I know everybody does it now. But I've been doing that for years. <laughs> so uh, debate me on that. But yeah. It was like, oh, I, my niece got up and was yelling at them. <laughs> but I'm like, that one person, I remember that crowd. I had everybody. I think I had footage. I had everybody on their feet. And we was pulling. <laughs> pulling. We was literally doing it. And I'm in heels, doing it with my heels and sweat. So I'm like, you, you're going to always have somebody in the crowd looking at you. And you that might be the person you catch eye contact with that's just looking like, you're whack. You just got to laugh at it and just get over it. If you want to do this job, it's not easy. If it were easy. Everybody, Everybody will would do, do it. it. Or everyone
0: would stay doing it and like People up.
1: quit so easily. What? Everybody swear they a host. And then, like, a couple of months later, I'm like, what happened? Oh, no, I'm not doing that anymore. <laughs> Why? Not? Oh, it's just so... Uh, yeah, I know. I've been hosting shows since 2004. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> and it's crazy. And I don't have much footage. So it's funny when people were like... Oh, my God, can you send us a real A hosting reel? I was like, I don't have a hosting reel for you, honey. <laughs> I mean, I can give you references. A lot of them, I've been hosting college shows since 2004, bro. Since I graduated <laughs> high school, I've been on somebody's stage, on somebody's mic.
0: <laughs> so what's one of the greatest advice that another black woman has given you?
1: <sighs> my mentor. And I, I said it already earlier, and I, I was thinking about this before. Stop belittling myself. And it was another black woman who's also in entertainment. Mind you, she's an older woman, and she has her own radio show. And, of course, because of it, you know, people will say certain things to people. If you're not on a certain station, then it's like, what are you doing? Like, how many women... Over a certain age, do you see doing podcasts? You really don't. Mm -hmm. And she's the person that I don't care, and she will curse you out too. (laughs) Love her; she's (laughs) super real. But the best advice she ever given me was to stop belittling myself. And it took me a while; took a couple years of me getting used to and starting to be okay with and posting everything. Because before I used to not post everything. I was like, I don't want people to think. And then she was like, No, you are a queen, and everything you do has meaning. And it's worth sharing. So do not belittle yourself. So, yes, Sonya, that's the best advice.
0: So before we go, I always ask guests to leave a dear black girl with a letter. Okay.
1: <laughs> dear black girl, you are everything you were meant to be, and you don't have to apologize for it. Signed Crystal Gardner.